host of the man in the mirror and tonight we have a special guest miss tashina davis she is the ceo of purposely created publishing and a new friend that i recently met at an event a few weeks ago and when i told her when i told her about the show and she told me about herself i said to myself i have to have her on the show um, and as always, if you guys want to chime in, you can do so by pressing the number one on your phone. And as always, we're going to bring on our lovely co-host, Miss Nichelle Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Nichelle. Good evening, Hezekiah. Glad to be back. Excellent. Okay, before we start, ladies, we are going to um, – actually, let me um, bring Tashina on first. And Tashina, welcome to – the man in the mirror. Thank you so much, Hezekiah, for having me. Excellent. We're going to start off in prayer, so we always give God glory first before we get into our show. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to wake us up to a date we've never seen before, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for traveling mercies over the busy highways, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for those who are listening to the show tonight, Lord. We hope they will learn something, Lord. We hope they will know that, you know, there is always hope because whatever we go through in life, Lord, there is always hope. We don't can't give up hope, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our guest tonight. Please bless her, Lord. Bless her family in a special way, Lord. Bless all those who, you know, she works around, Lord. Continue to bless her in her business, Lord. Bless, we ask you, bless upon um, Michelle, Lord, and her family, Lord. Continue to bless this show, Lord, as people are listening. We pray that they will learn, Lord. We pray that they will listen to the 
episodes past, episodes that are going to come, Lord. And we just ask you to bless upon us tonight. And all these things we ask in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Now, a little bit about Miss Davis. After being abandoned in Philadelphia by her mother as an infant and watching her father battle with drugs, drug addiction throughout her early childhood and teenage years, Tashina naturally developed the ability to decipher and resolve challenges. At the age of 16, she dropped out of high school and moved to Washington, D.C. on her own to attend Job Corps. During this new journey, she began to accept her obstacles as life-changing opportunities, which fueled her ambition to work hard towards her achieving goals. Tashina Davis is an award-winning publisher of a 50-plus best-selling titles and the founder and CEO of Purposely Created Publishing Group, a boutique publishing company specializing in literature and that empower others through social awareness, education, and personal transformation. She is wholeheartedly committed and loves her profession as an as it aligns with her divine calling to help others discover and unleash their hidden potentials. Again, welcome to The Man in the Mirror, Ms. Uh, Tashina Davis. We are glad to have you to our show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I will admit you are amongst the second um woman publisher or publisher, woman that I know that has a publishing company, so I will commend you for that. Why, thank you. You know, women, we're, we're moving on up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I want to start off with a few questions because, you know, as I was reading your bio or learning about your bio, I'm like, wow. Okay, you you know, in your early day, early stage of your life, um, you left. Um, you were dealing with a lot. You were actually mm-hmm. dealing with a lot that was going on in your life. Um, you were abandoned by your mother as an infant, and it, you know you say you watch your father um, battle drug addiction. How did you, you know, explain to our listening audience what was it like at that early part of your life? Very chaotic. Um, very chaotic, very confusing, very hopeless. Um, just I didn't know who I was, you know, because both parents were absent. My mother um, never, ever met my mother until I was 19, so didn't have any type of connection there with that mother and daughter type of nurturing or bond. My father, on the other hand, although he was in the streets and he was getting high, I still saw him on a daily basis. Um, It was just a a way of seeing him that I would never, ever want a child to have to see, you know, their parent. Um, It wasn't in his his best mind state, his best health. Um, You know, he was chasing his addiction. So, very chaotic and confusing is is how I could sum my childhood up. Okay, okay. And you said you didn't meet your mom until you were nineteen. Now, how did that meeting go when you finally got a chance to meet back up? Um, you know, it was interesting because 
and I'm just going to be very, very transparent. Uh, when I first met her, of course, you know, I was excited. I wanted to know who who I'm a product of. You know, do I look like my mom? What does she smell like? What does she sound like? What does she look like? All of these questions. And then when I met her, um, I was pretty excited until she made a statement to one of my siblings, which was, oh, my goodness, I knew one day she would find me. And that kind of, um, yeah, that kind of created the onset of even more distance. (laughs) Like, we were already distant, but for you to say that, and this is your first time seeing me in 19 years, I didn't leave you, you left me. And you knew where I was all this time. I have a huge family in Philadelphia, so it's not hard, you know, to find um, any of us. So that left a very bad taste in my mouth, but yet I still was open to the opportunity of of getting to know her and trying to cultivate a relationship. And um, so it was kind of bittersweet meeting her in 19. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And a lot of parents don't realize, and I want the listening audience to understand that as a parent, God gave you that responsibility, especially as a mother when you bring a child into the world. And when you do, when you abandon that child or when you leave that child, it's not just you got to answer to that child. We got to remember we have to answer to God at the end of our life or when things as life goes on. Because, you know, I'm sure she felt guilty somewhere down the line because, you know, I don't care how hardcore you may think it is or what goes on in life. I'm sure somewhere down the line, because when you said she made that statement, she knew it was going to happen sooner or later. She just wasn't, I'm sure, sooner or later. But, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but parents have to realize, look, when you bring a child into this world, hopefully you will have to, you know, if you've abandoned that child, hopefully you will have a chance to get back with that child or you reunite with that child because nobody wants to leave life with um, with that what if because like any other child you want you or you wanted to wow what you know I wonder what my mom was like or if I look like her or whatever but um you know I'm glad that you got a chance. Uh, now, was you know it wasn't a long talk, but was there anything um, talk? Um, did you ever you know talk about forgiveness, or how were you feeling about that? You know, I'm still confused because what I didn't mention is that she abandoned me twice. And when I say that, folks are like, "How did how did that happen? She abandoned you once. How did she do it twice?" I always say that because the first time she abandoned me, she actually left me in a home with a bunch of. Um, you know, drunk teenagers, uh, I guess they were partying from with the story, from what I've been told. And um, she left me in the home, and I was molested, um, sexually abused by one of the guys there. And I was an infant. I wasn't even one years old. Um, so that's the first time she abandoned me. And then months later is when she finally just vanished. So... <clears throat> And meeting her and having that conversation with her, there were a lot of, um, you know, questions. And I heard everything from my dad's side of the family. I definitely knew the surgeries that I was in and out of, um, you know, most of my childhood. At the time, I didn't know what these, why I was going in and out of surgery, what these surgeries meant. But as I got older um, and, you know, 
I guess my family felt like, okay, we need to let her know what's going on because she's growing into a teenager and, you know, all that stuff. I, I still had all these questions, so I wanted to give her an opportunity to tell me what happened from her end and without judgment. And that was the first thing that I tried to tell her is that, um, you know, the questions that I have, just know no matter how you answer them, just please be honest with me, be straight up, and know that I'm not going to hold it against you. I just need to know this for myself. This isn't about, you know, um, making you feel bad or, like I said, judging you in any type of way. I just need to know these answers for myself because I'm 19, and, you know, I'm, at the time I was sexually active. I had a boyfriend. You know, I was... I wasn't promiscuous, but I was the average, you know, young adult. And thinking about going into my early adulthood, maybe I will have a child one day. Um, you know, so I needed certain questions answered from a health standpoint. And um, I was just looking for honesty, and unfortunately she wasn't honest. So once again, it just was a very bittersweet a moment, you know, of of meeting her, and I just couldn't understand why, why, why can't you just be open and honest and kind of set me free? So that's um pretty much how that went. I tried to enter it with forgiveness, um, but I don't know. Maybe she wasn't receptive to that, or maybe it was a challenge for her. And you know, Hezekiah, as I uh, look back in retrospect, she dealt with a lot herself as a child. She was not taught how to be a mother. So another thing is I'm a part of a three-generational stronghold, um, you know, generational curse of abandonment, abandonment and guilt. My mother abandoned me, her mother abandoned her, and her mother abandoned her. So with that being said, um, Again, I didn't go into anything, you know, really blaming her. Even now, I I don't blame her for anything, but it's just um, a part of not knowing, I would say, not being nurtured properly, not being taught how to be a mother. And unfortunately, um, it spilled over to me. But thank God I have a daughter, and I have broken that chain. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's actually, um, Tashina, that, that's kind of where I was about to go. Uh, I guess positively or negatively, I wanted to know what that experience itself um, has done for you, like, personally. Because I know, you know, a lot of that was tragic and, and bad things happened, but Sometimes even, or most of the times, even when bad things are happening in our life, in the end, because as we know the word says, all things work for our good. So we know that in the end, you know, we may gain even though the situation was bad. So I was trying, you know, just wanted to kind of ask you that um, and and, uh, praise God for being able to break the generational curse because that is a blessing. Yes, yes. Um, you know, it negatively it uh kind of scarred me because I grew up not trusting folks. You know, and in my early adulthood, I didn't trust people. Um, mm-hmm. folks would try to get very close to me, and most of them, I would say, had good intentions, 
But um, just because of everything that happened, you know, not having a mother or father, not having answers, always trying to figure things out, um, I just didn't trust people at all. So that that kind of protected me in a way, and then in other ways it was bad for me. Um, on the positive end, all of that tragedy and chaos prepared me to operate in the way that I do now, which is um, really just operating as a good friend, as a confidant, you know, as a mentor, as a sister. Um, And when I say sister, not just biologically, but I'm very, very strong on um, the spirit of sisterhood, you know. So all Mm -hmm. of that has helped prepare me to how I operate now um, in relationships, in business, and it's helped me um, to really, really push myself to reach the maximum potential. Because when when you come from not having anything and you believe that all hope is gone, you know, I'll never meet my mother. My dad will never get off of drugs. My childhood story was like a never-ending story. And the, the things that I've mentioned thus far is really just a little tip of the iceberg. I mean, just the tip of the iceberg. I share more about uh, my childhood story and, and young adult story in my book, Surviving Shocking Situations. But um, it, it felt like a never-ending story to me. In my book, I even describe it as uh, I did. I felt like Tashina, uh, instead of Tashina, like Alice in the Wonderland, I didn't feel like Tashina in the Wonderland. I felt like Tashina on M Street, <laughs> you know, like Nightmare on wow. M Street. That's how I mm-hmm. felt. Like, when is this going to end? Um, and and it didn't until I left. Until I left at sixteen, and then even after I left at sixteen, you know, I went through other challenges throughout life. But that part of my life, I felt like I finally um, broke away through. So. Once again, Michelle, to answer uh, your question, I just feel like it all prepared me for what I'm doing today. And when I look at it from the spiritual realm, because I used to always ask God, why, why me, why me? I don't understand. You know, like if if you're not going to take me out of this pain, then just let me get hit by a straight bullet. Just let the, let the house blow up in, in, in the middle of the night, you know, while we sleep. Like just get me out of this misery. These These were my prayers to God. And I'm sure if they would have took me to see a psychologist or somebody, they would have said, okay, something's wrong with this young lady. But that's that's how much pain I was enduring at the time. So when I look back at it in the spiritual room, I say, God, why did you do all of that? You know, why did you put me through all of that? And now I realize he was qualifying me. He was preparing me for the job in which I operate now. When I say job, I don't mean my profession, but just once again, uh, my everyday living, my everyday movements and connections. He was preparing me for that because he knew that he was placing me in a position where I was going to have to deal with folks with all types of situations. And I had to be very sensitive about it. He wanted me uh, to be very tactful. And most importantly, he wanted me to be effective. But in order to do that, just like with any job, any profession, whatever it is in life, you got to be qualified. You got to be prepared. You got to be ready. So I honestly believe that that's why I endured uh, what I did for so many years to bring me right to this point today. Amen. Amen. 
that. That's a powerful testimony. And if you you don't have a testimony unless you withstood the test, that's what my pastor always said. Unless you withstood the test, you you won't have a testimony. And I'm going to dig a little deeper because being from Philadelphia myself, what part of Philly were you from? I grew up in Germantown, right in the heart of Germantown, um, Germantown and Haines Street, attended Fulton Elementary School, uh, went to John Story Jenks Middle School in Chestnut Hill, and then kind of came back to the hood <laughs> to go you to Germantown High School. to Bougie Town. I'm telling you, that's why I said so hood. much. It's so much we haven't even talked about. But, I mean, and from you being from Philly, you can probably imagine, you know, going from a neighborhood, uh, Morton Homes Projects, going from Morton oh, Homes Lord. to Chestnut Hill, you know, and then that, that, from yep. Chestnut Hill back down to Germantown. That's a whole you, nut, girl, that's you a whole are, yo, you are like a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, like, you like a yo-yo. You were going in the down, down, down in the valley, up on the hill, back down in the valley. Yeah, that's a whole different story. Yep, but yep. But you withstood that. And um, you said um, – what high school did you actually – okay, you did t- um, tell us what high school you and went to. Now, my other question is, um, before, before we um, move on, let me give this information. You are listening to The Man in the Mirror with your host, Hezekiah Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. Um, you can call in at 917-889-2271 to actually listen. And actually, if you want to talk, press up, you know, talk to our – um, guests and ask ask any questions or any comments. Press the number one on your phone. And again, that's nine one seven eight eight nine two two seven one. My um, question, because I like to write things down just to keep them in my head. Why did you drop out of high school? You know, um, what, believe it or not, you, I was after being in high school. What made you do that, and why? What was the reason yeah, behind that? So, um, believe it or not, I was a very, very overachiever in high school because, once again, I went to Jinx in Chestnut Hill, one of the top middle schools in Philly, and to this day. Um, so when I came back to go to high school in Germantown, it wasn't hard for me. I wasn't failing. I wasn't having any difficulty. I wasn't having any challenges. Um, I was really kind of like the the hood geek, if you will. <laughs> you know, people could understand of how did I know as much uh, information as I knew. But my reason for leaving was was none of that. It wasn't that I wasn't performing well. Um, it was simply time to go. There, I didn't have anywhere to go, so I had to leave. Um, my father at the time had, um, he, he was start, I knew he was going in a downward spiral. He didn't quite relapse yet to drugs, but he had started smoking marijuana and he had started drinking beer. So I already knew it was just a matter of time before he would go back to crack because that was his his, uh, number one, you know, choice. And obviously mother still wasn't around. My grandfather, um, who raised me, who had me for about six years, um, he didn't want me back at his house anymore. And there was nowhere for me to go. At the time, that summer, I was staying with my best friend and her mother. Um, She didn't want me there anymore because she said, well, nobody's putting food in the house. Nobody's giving me any money for you. And, you know, you you, got to go. So 
it was time. It was time for me to go, and I really thought that I would not have that opportunity to leave because although my grandfather didn't want me back in his house, he was very big on education. Like, he was really, really big on that. So I thought um, by asking him, could he sign me up for Job Corps, he would say no. But surprisingly, he said yes. And uh, he was my guardian at the time, so I had to get that permission from him. And he signed me up, and, whoo, boy, that was the best day of my life. (laughs) So that's what forced me to uh, drop out of high school and come here to the D.C. area to attend Job Corps, which was life-changing for me. Yeah, I was was getting ready to say, you know, because I actually had a, a cousin of mine who, um, attended Job Corps, and she's done very well for herself. And then, and I'm going to ask a question because I, the thing I noticed about her is that she was, ex- to me, extremely um, mature for her age because mm-hmm. she kind of made that decision, um, you know, after being abandoned as well So uh, and having issues at home. So that was a decision she made. And I don't know what all she went through to get permission or whatever, but um, she did the same thing. And so did you, you know, would you describe yourself as, as one of those, you know, I say some people have an old soul just very mature for their age because to make a, um, a move like that for a 16-year-old, you know, not every 16-year-old mm-hmm. could handle that. Yeah, I would definitely say I am um, an old soul, Nichelle. People would always say that to me when I was younger. Uh, You've been here before. And even at 16, people couldn't believe I was 16. They thought I was 19 or 20. Even now at 34, people don't believe I'm 34. So you're only 34, girl. I thought you were just about 40. Not that you look it, but you just, you know, so, so Yeah, I've been getting that, like, all my life. And um, thank God for that. You know, thank God for that that wisdom because mm-hmm. there were a lot of 16-year-olds that I grew up with, you know, just my peers, and they were on something else. They they were doing something totally different. And I could have easily um, became a product of my environment. You know, I could have mm-hmm. easily uh, got pregnant at a young age or started dipping and dabbing in drugs at a young age or um, prostituting or becoming a stripper. A lot of my friends when I was young, that's that's the stuff they went to, stripping, smoking weed, you know, dating older guys. But uh, thank God, thank God for that wisdom. And um, now it, I, I really thank them for it because I'm able to instill all of that into my daughter at a young age. So I can only imagine how she's going to be at 16. <laughs> Well, that's definitely a good thing, and I think you've had definitely had the experiences to be able to help her along. Yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, that's my number one prayer is to give her and be able to uh, provide for her what I didn't have. You know, um, I, I definitely don't want her to get a glimpse of of what I had to endure as a child, but even some of the things that just quite naturally happen in life. You know, you you could, um, everything could be going good, and you have a job, and you're working, and all of a sudden you get laid off. You know, even things like that that really we have no control over, and it has nothing to do with how we're being raised or our families. Um, I just want to 
prepare her for situations like that. And and what I'm trying to do now is really build generational wealth for her, you know, through my company, through the business and the work that I'm doing. It's all for my daughter. My daughter actually owns 20% of my company. And um, I structured it that way because one day I had an epiphany in my previous business before this one, I was sitting at my computer, and I don't, I don't know. I, I would have to say it was God, but I had an epiphany, and it was if I died today, my business would die with me. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back, like literally in the chair. I had to push the chair back and like kind of scratch my head a little, like, whoa, wait, wait, come again, and. It was said to me again, if you die today, your business will die with you. So what are you doing all of this for? To put just just the, you know, temporary needs, to put food on the table and keep a roof over your head? But if you die today, what, what, what are you really leaving for her? And that's when I took a step back and I said, you know what, this work I'm doing now, I like it. It's bringing in a little money. It's taking care of what needs to be taken care of. But... This is leaving no legacy. This is not building anything for my daughter. And Mm. um, from that point, that's when I said, you know what, the next business that I develop, I have to structure it in a way where she's a part of it. She will inherit it, you know, um, because, and and she can do whatever she wants to do. She could say, hey, I step up as the CEO and I'm going to run this joint. Or she could say, you know what, I don't even want to be involved in this, but I'll hire someone to run it. But I'm going to still get a piece of the money, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I know that's to, right. Yeah, we got to start thinking like that. We have to start thinking like that um, and, and start preparing our children for generational uh, wealth because a lot of the things that we are afforded now, you know, it's getting it's getting harder and harder. Some folks say it's getting easier. and It's getting harder and harder tuition for college and all this stuff, it's getting harder. So I don't want her to have to um, deal with all the burdens that I had to. Once again, I understand some things you just can't get around, but if I have any control or any opportunity to assist while I'm here on earth, I want to go ahead and position her uh, so that she'll she'll be good. Amen, amen, amen. I like that. Generational wealth. I have to write that down. Because um, that's important. Because we—that's one thing that we don't do. You know, we're working for all these biz- other people, and then when we work on our own business. Um, we don't work on leaving an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now the next thing I want to ask you before we take a, um, a few minutes break, please give our listening audience um, your information, how to contact you. Um, because then we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what you do before we let people ask questions. Awesome. Well, you can um, find me on Facebook. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Tyshana Davis. You just put in T-I-E-S-H-E-N-A Davis, and I'll pop up there. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at I am Ty Davis. Uh, You can go to my website, IamTyDavis.com, and then for my publishing company, you can find us all over at PublishYourGift.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Publish Your Gift. Excellent, excellent. And um, you're listening live with Amanda Mara, with your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, and Cole Michelle Johnson. You can call in at 917-889-2271. Again, that's 917 889 
2271. We're going to have a couple of notes from our sponsors, um, and then we'll take a quick break, and then we will come back with our fabulous guest tonight, Ms. Taishina Davis, the CEO of Purposely Created Publishing. Um, and a note from our supporters, as always, Music Instructions for All Learners, Inc., where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrument, instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our new and improved website at www.mifalinc.org. Another sponsor is the Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. We're taking a few minutes break, and we'll be back with our live interview with Miss Tashina Davis. Things 
Amen, amen, amen. It's your man, Hezekiah L. Montgomery, back from break. You're listening live with the man in the mirror, and along with our lovely co-host, Michelle Johnson. We are talking with an inspiring young lady, Tysheena Davis, CEO of Purposely Created Publishing. And for all you aspiring authors out there, those who have those e-books, those who think about writing a book, you need to talk to this young lady because when we were at that event a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, she she was boggling my brain. And, you know, I just met the lady and she was asking me a million questions. And I'm like, ah, 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 ah. But it was a good <laughs> thing, right, Tashina? Because she, yeah. she, she just I'm does it instantly. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I didn't think about that. Uh, hmm. Well, let me let me come back to you about that. So, but she's a good, she's good. She has a story. She's been telling us our story. If you guys want to chime in, press number one on your phone. You'll get a chance to ask her some questions. But um, actually, you know, we now we went to the story. Now we want to know more about your business because, you, you know, you mentioned about the gener- generational wealth, which you want to leave your business to your um, daughter. Give us, and, you know, again, if you want to call, um, chime in, call in the 917-889-2271. That's 917-889-2271. And press the number one on your phone because now we're, you know, going down for the last 20 minutes or so. And we want you to ask questions if you have any. But um, I'm going to get back to asking one question. You know, she spoke about generational wealth. What got you into the publishing business, because I know people are going to want to know and ask that question. What got you into the publishing business? Well, it all started with my book. Um, My book, Surviving Shocking Situations, it's myself and 13 other women. So it's an anthology book collaboration. And um, it started there. I, I wrote my story, some of it. The other women wrote theirs. And when I launched the book, um, I got so much feedback. Folks started inboxing me and emailing me, and people wanted to know um, who did your book cover, who helped you with your marketing, who helped you with all your graphics. And um, I said I did. At the time, I owned a business management firm helping micro-entrepreneurs. Um, so I said, and, and I had a team. I had a graphic designer on my team. I had um, a writer on my team. You know, I had all these folks. So I said, my team helped me. And they said, oh, so you publish. And I said, no, um, I don't. <laughs> They're like, well, can you just help me with my book? And I said, you know, um, I'm not sure if I want to go that route, but I'll, I'll get back to you. So, you know, everything I do, I have to consult with the creator first. So I went and I talked to God about it. And I said, you know, I don't know what's going on here because I didn't one, I never even thought of being an author. I never even thought of, of doing a collaboration. That was a conversation with God and I, um, when he told me to go out and reach out to these women because so many other women out there were broken and discouraged well, not broken, none of us are broken, I take that back, but just discouraged and felt broken at the time, um, during the government shutdown. So that the whole concept and the whole idea even doing the book was spiritually led. It was a conversation with God and I on a Friday morning. 
So I went back and I said, okay, I don't know what you're doing here because here we are two months later, I did what you told me to do, and now all these folks are reaching out. Is, is, is this where I should go? Is this the direction you want me to go in? I'm not sure. And um, so through a lot of prayer and communication with him and then also a lot of research about the industry, um, I decided to go ahead and develop the company and launch it uh, in March of 2014, which was last year. And um, honestly, I'm I'm so glad that I made that decision. I'm so glad I made that decision. It was hard for me because I had the other business, and it came to a point where I was trying to juggle between both. And I'm like, I don't want to give this one up because I'm going to lose these clients and this and this. But this one over here just seems so natural to me. It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like wake up and, and help people and bless people. And I think this is what God wants me to do. I think this is why he put me here. So, I'm just going to let go, and that's what I did. I let go of the other one, um, and God just led all my steps, and he's been with me along the way. And um, I really feel like I, I, I get a lot of people, they say, this is your ministry, and I say, I don't know, I don't I know, I, I ain't going to say that. You know, I'm not going to say it's a ministry, but really it is. I believe that we all have, um, you know, ministries, even what you're doing here with your radio show is a form of ministry, you know. So it's my little um Ministry and, and what I'm doing And it's my way of contributing to the world And that's how I got started I did a lot of research and development One thing I was very adamant about I did not want to uh, just come out and publish books And say, hey, I'm a publisher I help folks put their books together But um, I really wanted to know about the industry I wanted to know about the history of the industry The changes, um, the forthcoming, you know, where 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 do we see this industry in the next 5, 10, 20 years, all of that stuff. So I did a lot of research and development, invested a lot um, in myself with personal development through classes and courses and all that type stuff, and here I am. Amen. Excellent. Amen. All right. Um, Michelle, did you want to take over? I think we do have one caller. Yes, actually we do. We have someone that wants to uh, ch- chime in, and we're going to let them. That caller, it, the number ends in 7759. Again, the number ending in 7759. You're on the man in the mirror with Tashina Davis. Hello. 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 Yes. Yes, how are you? Hello. All right, uh, uh, Mr. Davis, uh, Mr. Montgomery, how are you? This is uh, Dante Norton. I was just chomping in to say um, a few things. One, I just want to say that, um, Mr. Montgomery, uh, uh, sir, you are great and one of the great leaders out there, and I thank you for having the show and to continue to keep going. Mrs. Davis, I'm proud of all of your accomplishments. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, that's first and foremost. And you know what? Um, hearing what I've heard, it kind of uh, it, it kind of helped inspire me more. Uh, it's no punk in me, and so uh, you know I'm not scared to do certain things from the history of what I've gone through, and then knowing what the Lord has brought me from. So I'm just not scared to go on there on a lot of stuff. But now you do publishing with the books. Now what about plays? You know, I haven't thought about plays, but um, that definitely might be something that I explore within the next yeah. two years. And um, mm-hmm. 
mainly because of the type of work that I publish. As um, mm-hmm. Mr. Montgomery mentioned, I only publish work that raises social awareness, educational, personal transformation. And mm-hmm. um, what I really like doing is publishing these unique stories and things that are unconventional um, and not mm-hmm. really being spoken of. So that's something I might tap into in the future. Yeah. Well, that's something that I will be looking out for because myself and another individual are we're working on some things, and those things that you speak of that is unconventional, that is different, that is that is uh, so-called goes against the brain. That's exactly what I'm putting out. And usually all of that stuff combined into one is either the truth or it's a great big old lie. What I intend on putting out is the truth. <laughs> so that's actually perfect. I'll be looking out for you on that. In the meantime, everything else that you uh, uh, uh contribute or, or put yourself in and what you do, I am supporting and I will bring a supporting cast with me. We are going to support one another. That's what it's going to be. Awesome. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Um, make sure you, you connect with me on Facebook so we can become friends. I'm on Facebook all the time. So mm-hmm. uh, look me up, Tyshena, T-I-E-S-H-E-N-A Davis. I'm mm-hmm. probably the only person with that name. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and um, uh, okay, no yeah, problem. let's stay connected. Definitely. I actually have a cousin named Tish- Tishina, so uh, I-, I can remember that. Okay, <laughs> no <problem>. cool. It's <laughs> not a problem, cool. Mr. Montgomery, sir. You know who I am. We will stay in contact, and sir, once again, I love the show, and I thank you for having me on, and, and we'll be co- in contact soon enough. Mrs. Davis, are you also a, a friend of Mr. Montgomery on uh, just- FB on Facebook? Yes, we are friends on Facebook, and uh, Nichelle and I are friends on Facebook as well, so you should be yes. able to find me through mutual friends or something there. Sweet, no problem, no problem. Well, guys, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me your lovely, on, on this wonderful show, and uh, I, I do wish good health and wealth to the both of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank okay. you. Good night. Okay. We actually had a, oh, I think maybe that was an error. We had somebody who looked like they were trying to ask a question. If we lost you, please call back in and press the number one on your phone, and we'll get you back in. We actually do have one, um, Michelle. You, um... Oh, it may have dropped off for me. Wait a minute. Is this caller ending in 8094? That's the one you see? Yes. Okay. All right. So caller ending in eight zero nine four. Again, that's eight zero nine four. Welcome to the man in the mirror. Do you have a question for Tashina Davis? I don't have a question. I just wanted to let her know that I was listening, and I'm supporting her tonight. This is Shawnee, and she knows who I am. And go girls. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, girl. I swear. I tell you, um, it's it's just so good to connect with folks and have folks that are really, really in your corner. Because, like I said, I've always had that issue of trust, you know. And um, now I'm I'm open, and I understand that not all folks are bad. And I'm just so glad that I have uh, trust, and I'm so glad that I connected with Shiny. 
and um, that's my girl. She's my girl. She she actually wound up being a client of mine. That's how it started off. She was one of our authors, and um, just so supportive, like the number one ambassador for my company. Anything we do when I do these radio interviews, she always pop on and support us. Oh my goodness, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, one day I, I had an opening for operations manager, and she said, listen, I want to work for you. I want to work with you. I want to grow with you. I see where the company is going. I love everything you're doing, and I just want to be a part of it. And I said, and you are the type of person that I want to walk that path with, you know, so let's let's do it. And um, she's just awesome. She's amazing. So thank you, Shiny. No problem. I was like, wait a minute. And I looked at your calendar and I didn't even realize. I'm like, wait a minute. She had a you had a um you had this on your calendar, but after 6 o'clock, I don't look at it cuz I think it's personal. But then I was like, wait a minute. She's on the radio. I need to chime in. So, as soon as slow ended, I came online. So, congratulations. Love when you when you start and when you're in your zone and you're just pouring in to me and to everyone that is listening, and I'm just I'm just so proud of you and I just thank you so much for just being a, a visionary and just really believing in your mission statement for public purposely created. I, I'm I'm so honored to be a part of that and for you to have published my book. Um, I'm I'm just I get emotional every time I think of it, so I'm just going to shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Shardy. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Okay. You're listening. I I don't see that we have any more callers right this second, so if anybody does want, or I'm sorry, people, um, you know, wanting to ask a question. If someone does want to make a comment or ask a question, you can uh, dial the number one on your phone, and that will put you in queue to speak with Tashima Davis. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question because you were talking about, um, you know, the support and everything that you're getting and or, or getting from people. And when I was looking, you know, at what Hezekiah had written, it just jumped out at me with the 50-plus 50, 50 authors that you have poured into. And so I just, that's, like, amazing. And yeah. and I just wanted to know, like, how did you, you know, get into or get into that position where you could help so many people over, you know, this time frame? Because if if I'm correct, you know, the the publishing company itself has not been in existence for a really long time. So I, I was just amazed. Yeah, that's true. Um, Actually, like I said, we just launched last year, March 2014. And um, I think it's from just being very, very um, down to earth. You know, just down to, I, I like to meet people where they are, opposed to trying to have people meet me where I am. And once again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about God just qualifying me for what he wanted me to do in life. Um, so my consultations aren't like 
the normal type of business consultation that you would have if you called a consultant or uh, a service provider. I always um, start off telling folks, tell me a story. You know, what what inspired you to write this? Um, why do you feel it's important? What is your goal? Because that's the thing. And at that on that call, to me, it's not about the money. It's can I really help this person reach their goal? And a lot of them, they'll tell me, well, my goal is I want to get on the New York Times bestseller list. And I say, hold up. I ain't even going to waste your time. I've got 20 minutes left. I ain't going to waste your time, okay? And I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't the one that can help you with that. <laughs> I can't help you with that, but I can help you become an Amazon bestselling author. I've done it tons, tons, tons of times and know 50 million ways to do it. And I can also help you reach a bigger goal that goes beyond selling the book. If you have a message inside of you, um, Shining, she talks about turning your mess. Her her whole brand is sharing, uh, sharing my mess, turning your mess into a message. And if that's you and you're trying to go out and bless other people with your expertise, with your knowledge, you know, your experiences, all of this stuff, then that's my job. The book is really like just um, an intro. It's, it's just a step. You know, if you have 12 steps to reach the goal, the book is just the first step. So we can mm-hmm. do that. We can do that. But my goal is really to help position you so that you can go out and maximize your potential. That's what God has has created me to do. So with that being said, that's why I named my company Purposely Created, because it was purposely created for me to serve my purpose. And in serving my purpose, I'm helping other folks serve their purpose. So the books are purposely created. The connections are pers- purposely created. Everything we do. And, um... So I know that's probably not like the answer most business folks would give you, but that that's how I think my success has happened so rapidly um, because I just meet folks where they are, and I, I simply ask them, what is your goal? And if I can help them achieve it, then I take them on. If I can't help them achieve it, I don't take them on. And um, I think I'm just relatable you know, to a lot of folks because of the various stories and, and things that I've encountered in life. So people just feel kind of comfortable. Um, and I thank God for that because I get a lot of folks with horror stories, and they say, you know, you're the fifth fifth person I've talked to, and I've spent all this money with this other company, and they took my manuscript and stole my words, and I'm just so afraid. And I say, you know, I can't tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Maybe you want to take some time, sleep on it, but just know I'm here if and when you're ready. You know, I don't push myself on people. I don't do all that salesy talk and all of that type stuff because at the end of the day, um, none of that stuff is going to the grave with us. You know, it's it's not going to the grave with us. Um, So I'm just here trying to help people the best way that I can, the best way I know how to help them, and that's just being a person first, not a business person first, but just being a person first and then being the businesswoman. Well, Tashina, you know, we certainly thank you for all that you are just putting out into the universe. And thank you for, you know, sharing your gift. And you definitely are an amazing woman. And, and I just can't wait to see what else God has in store for you. Thank you, Michelle. 
I feel like yeah, I'm, I'm on. To... I feel like I'm on my couch chilling with my aunt and uncle, just like catching <laughs> oh. up. <laughs> and I'm going to chime in on what Michelle said, and I'm going to use your word. You said you had an epiphany, and mm-hmm. I just had one as I was thinking. You said you your purpose was to do this, and you've been doing it for a little over a year and have mm-hmm. helped 50-plus authors. Now, Jesus Christ only went and had a three-year ministry, and he is the savior of the whole world. Mm-hmm. So he was only here for three years. People don't pay attention to that. He had a three-year ministry, and then he died for us. And he is our way into heaven. But what God poured into you through everything that you went through, that you're going to, he gave you that fortitude. That's that's the word. He gave you that fortitude to go through everything you went through and was able to pass that on. And you're honest. Look, I'm not going to put you on a New York bestseller, but uh, when you're ready, same thing Christ said to Peter, when you're ready, I'm going to be here. So, but again, like Michelle said, we thank you. We do want you to come back because I would like to, if you don't mind, have another show um, sometime soon where, you know, we get some authors to call in and may want to get some information from you or, you know, because, you know, there are authors out there. There's Christian authors. There are all types of authors out there that want to know. They want the information. So if you don't mind, you know, I'm inviting you back at another time. And yes, just, you know, absolutely. I love to talk, as you probably see. <laughs> you probably know that's the first night I, you met, you know. So I yeah, love to yeah. talk. I love to um to support and pour into folks, and I would definitely love to help that niche audience of, of authors. Absolutely. Oh, most definitely. And I thank you again for coming on to our show and for all my fantastic listeners we are now over a year old now, and as I t- told Tashina when I first met her, and for all of you, it's been a wonderful. It's been a wonderful interview. She is now part of the the Man in the Mirror family. She'll be on again, um, and I would like you get guys to go to my website at com. Sign my guest book. We are still doing the fundraiser for Rediscovering Kai. You know, I put that in God's hands because, you know, like Tashina said, sometimes we just have to pray about it. Don't give up because that's what Satan wants us to do. But um, I put that in God's hand, and he's going to make that work. Um, any um, last remarks, Michelle? Oh, I have so enjoyed myself and Tashina this evening. Thank you again, Tashina, for gracing us with your presence. And we have certainly enjoyed hearing your story and about the mission that you are on. So can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Thank you. And once again, thank you for having me. And if I can just say one last word, and I'll make it very quick. Um, To anyone out here that... Yeah, to anyone out there who feel like, you know, they're not enough, they don't have enough, um, they can't make it, they're just not qualified, you have to understand, see, I didn't understand it either, now I do, but you have to understand that you're more than qualified. Everything you need, you already have. Um, You are the finest and the most 
up to date and the most advanced i apple computer <laughs> the latest one that just came out or i'll say the, the the cell phone right the uh what is it the iphone 6s that is you 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 are the finest you have everything you need right so when you start getting that stinking thinking that you're not enough and you don't have enough really all you need is to download some of the advanced software you already have what it takes you might just need to download some of the advanced software, and what that means is tapping into folks like uh, Mr. Montgomery and Michelle, you know, folks that can empower you and pour into you and pray for you and pray over you. That's all you need. So don't don't get lost in, in thinking that you can't reach your goals and, and whatever those goals are in life, relationship goals, career goals, whatever it is, um, you can and you will because you are already more than enough. Amen, amen, amen. I, I, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be like the preacher. I'm not. There's nothing else I can say behind that. This is Hezekiah <laughs> Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the mirror. <laughs> <laughs>